Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 20th of June, 2019. This is The Gap, episode 472. I'm Luke Laurie, Job Rose here. How's your week going, Job? Oh, uh, yeah, um, pretty good. It's alright. Um, I... Post E3 madness? Well, I was worried that I wasn't going to actually have a voice to do this podcast, uh, but clearly I managed to keep it going, so that's all that matters. I found out my wife, my wife was sick last week. She couldn't speak at all after your wedding because um, we went to karaoke and she was already sick and she very wisely decided to join in on karaoke. When Spice Girls is playing, you have to join in. That is true. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so from like that day on for the next like three days, she didn't have a voice, like she had no voice. Uh, I didn't find out until like Friday that, uh, she wasn't taking cold and flu tablets. And I'm not right. saying like cold and flu tablets are like the fucking cure all or whatever the fuck, mm. but she will 1000% get on me. If I'm like, oh, I've got a headache. She'll be like, I'll take some aspirin. All right. And I'm like, no, I'm good. I'll just fucking power through. Okay. So I don't want to, you know, I don't want to become dependent on aspirin or whatever the fuck. I don't know. This sort of weird old, you know. Yeah. You don't build up that immunity. That's it, right? Like, I want it <laughs> to actually work. Um, and, yeah, no. Then I find out she never takes fucking cold and flu. Are you fucking kidding? I, I take cold and flu proactively. I, like, every day, all day, Just cold every- and flu. Even when I, like, it's not, it's not cold out. Yeah. In the middle of summer, I'm just pop- popping fucking cold and flu, chugging yeah. fucking cough syrup. Actually, I did have some cough syrup for the first time in a while the other other day, and it was the good stuff with the pseudo and right. uh, kicked my ass. It was pretty funny. Was, what are they? What do they taste like? I've never been sick, so I'm not sure. Well, yeah, like I don't, I don't know, like uh, <laughs> do your robot receptors even process taste? Is that something you're capable of, or? Do you just like, oh, uh, I recognize this as not oil. And then like, you just fucking power through. I don't don't know. Um, Yeah, this cough syrup in particular actually tastes really nice, like candy, which is pretty dangerous. I know that I think, I don't know, but I think that the reason that cough syrup always had that like weird taste at the back of it was so that people didn't just fucking hammer bottles of cough syrup, right? Right. Because you can get mad fucked up. My brother, I think I've told this story before, but my brother <laughs> chugged a fucking bottle of cough syrup once. And uh, we found him crawling around in the lounge room because he thought he was a dinosaur. Okay. Uh, and he was convinced he was a dinosaur. So, uh, yeah. That shit can hammer you. But um, anyway, I just thought it was interesting because she gets into me about not taking fucking aspirin for headaches. She's, yeah, no, common flu. Anyway, naturally, uh, I thought I was in the clear on the old getting sick debacle. Right. But, uh, no. Because she hadn't been taking common flu for fucking three days. Eventually, I did get sick because it persisted. Her cold persisted forever. And so I spent all weekend pretty fucking sick. Mm. And uh, it was literally up until yesterday. I was like a fucking... I was like a fucking daytime call a game time call on whether or not I was coming out to the preview event yesterday because yeah, you seem fine the day but the day before I, I felt sick as fuck 
right? And I'm like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. Wake up in the morning. I'm like, fucking bing, bang, boom, well, let's go. Uh, and yeah, it was good. It was good fun. Uh, it was a good event. Uh, it's a good place, that 1989 bar. Arcade bar. Arcade bar. It's in Newtown in, in Sydney. If anyone, if any of our listeners are from Sydney. Uh, yeah, it was got- pretty busy last night. I, I don't know how busy it was when you... Left. It was starting to fill out a little bit. It was like full at one stage. Oh yeah. Um Yeah, like the, the, the main bit at the entrance was like packed full of people playing like some of them were playing board games. I don't I'm not sure what they were playing. Yeah, they got a bunch of board games. games. Yeah, and then like people were just walking in and just playing <laughs> the Devolver digital games off the street oh, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, nice. Like there was one table, they must have sat there for like an hour and a half. Like there was three of them. They just like alternated uh, um they were playing. So yeah, nice. Well yeah, they got a bunch of arcade machines as well. Um all their arcade machines are one buck, which is pretty good because you know NBA Jam was free. Yeah, free play. I can't believe we didn't play it while I was there. I think because one of the buttons was broken. Oh like okay. one of the players looked broken. It was the light wasn't on, right, right, and he couldn't do anything with it. But yeah, it was definitely um, should have should have gone going. some fucking NBA jam. But uh, we were too busy talking, yeah, and drinking. Um, and then yeah, I had to bail and go taste a bunch of Glenfiddich whiskeys. Mm. Well, was me. Um, anyway, uh, we did play a game there, Carrion. Yes. Um, so this was, uh, this was the E3 demo that they were showing, uh, and so we got basically the, the experience that uh, they were showing off at E3, uh, which is pretty, pretty rad. I like when uh, publishers bring games out to us, so we yeah. don't have to travel fucking seventeen hours to get to a fucking game. Um, Carrion, if you don't know, is, is by Devolver Digital. Uh, they showcased it in their Devo- Devolver Digital showcase. Uh, you are a monster, a fucking tentacle monster. And you're basically trying to escape. Uh, it is fucking brutal. Utterly brutal. Uh, and, like, it feels real good to play. They did such a spectacular job in making you feel like like the locomotion of the the carrion beast i guess whatever you're called i didn't really didn't really dig into the fucking canon of the game but uh i think it's a bit of a mystery as to whether or not like it's an alien or yeah. if it's something that's like created in a lab yeah um yeah probably something that you work out while playing the game but um yeah whatever you are you're a tentacle monster and yeah the locomotion of the of the monster itself uh is fucking spectacular and uh i think what i got from the trailer that they showed in the showcase Mm -hmm. is that what they were trying to do is um reverse reverse horror so uh you are the monster basically um and yeah, it fucking works. I mean, you feel... There are moments in that game where you straight up feel like a fucking monster, where you 100% feel like you're a fucking monster. Uh, there are a couple of moments, like most of the time, the humans, there's humans scattered about these levels and you're moving through them. It's sort of like a puzzle platformer 
um, where you're moving from like zone to zone and trying to work out specific things to, to like carry your way all the way through the level. Um, so there's traps and stuff that you have to navigate around and that kind of stuff. Uh, the whole time there's a bunch of humans cause you're in sort of a lab that you're trying to escape. There's a bunch of humans in this lab, uh, and they're doing, uh, humany things you know they live they love they learn uh and some of them have guns and the gun ones will shoot at you they're not that big a threat uh they don't feel like that big a threat to me uh because you're a fucking tentacle monster the the moment you feel like a real monster is when you come across a couple that don't have guns at all and they yeah, just sort just of like fucking lab like, workers. Yeah, they <laughs> they see you and they just run and until they like find themselves in a dead end and then they cower in a corner and you can literally just fucking tentacle your way up to them slow as fuck and then just fucking eat them. And uh like it's very thingy. It's not the thing, you know, uh it's not related to the thing or anything, but I got a real thing um like vibe whenever you eat someone because it reminded me a lot of that scene in the thing when mm. they're doing fucking uh defibs and the fucking chest opens up and eats his fucking hands you know because that's what the fucking teeth on this carrion beast look like like they fucking look like they're just opening up out of the fucking chest of the monster itself and then just fucking chomping cunts uh, which is pretty sick uh, yeah and when when it's against unarmed humans who are just carrying the corner you do feel pretty fucking rough. Uh, but then, like, the table sort of started turning uh, for us uh, later on as, like, the weapons got hard, like, more and more, more powerful. Yeah. powerful. Uh, but I don't know how much we're allowed to talk about. Yeah. So I won't detail that stuff too much because there was... Uh, the build was a bit weird, uh, and so yeah, yeah, there's some stuff we have to dance around. So uh, yeah, it is, I mean, it's like it seems like we could have just just kept playing. Yeah. <laughs> so because um, we were playing for quite a while, we yeah, it was a hit. It was absolutely a hit. Uh, everyone who played it had a real good time with it. Um, the idea of reverse horror, I think, is really cool. Uh, it's because. You know, it's something that we... Ha- I don't think we've seen explored all that much in um, mm. in games. Like, I try to think of the games that... Uh, where you're the, you know, you're the monster type thing. And it's, it's hard to really envisage most of the time. Because I think it goes... Sort of goes against the... Um, power fantasy concept. You know, you need that build to power... And so if you already start off as the menace, then the build to power is kind of complicated. I guess, mm. what was that fucking game that was like Limbo that everyone fucking loved where you turned into a blob at the end? Um, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. But I can't remember it. Was it made by the Limbo people? Maybe. I don't know. It was very similar to Limbo though. Uh, I was not a fan, but... Uh, yeah, it, there was the sense that you were playing the monster Inside. at some point. Hey? Inside. Inside, yeah, that's it. Uh, and there was another game that I can't remember the name of uh, that I played fucking yonks ago where you were like a prisoner that you were like 
sort of, I think you were fucking, they had a demon in you, uh, and it was sort of a horror game, uh, but also you were, maybe not the biggest bad guy, but you were a big bad guy in your own regard, you know, um, but yeah, like, that was still pretty classically, uh, that was more like Darksiders, I guess, where, you know, obviously, uh, War mm. is a bad guy, he's a horseman of the apocalypse, uh, but within the context of the game itself, he wasn't actually the bad guy. In Carrion, you're the fucking bad guy, right? Like, straight up, uh, you're a fucking monster, and you're doing monster shit, that's it. Sure. Uh, otherwise, yeah, most of the time, if there is a monster game, it's something like Dead by Daylight, right? Like, where Luke is the scariest killer of all time. Uh, and, yeah, like, that's basically mm. it. That or, what was that fucking, that free-to-play game we were playing? Oh, uh, Deceit? Deceit, yeah, Deceit had, you know, monsters and stuff. Fuck, but... I, want to play. I was looking at that the other day, and been like, we should play it again. Yeah, it was fucking classic. Because <laughs> they added a bunch of new stuff. Oh, have they? Yeah, we'll definitely check it out. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, I really liked it. Um, yeah, I can't right. wait to see more. There's so much we didn't get to see. Uh, I, if I had any criticisms, and I do have a couple, it's that uh, I know that you missed an upgrade at one point, and I missed yeah. an upgrade at one point. Uh, I believe we both missed different fucking upgrades. Uh, that doesn't seem like something... That's not something that should happen, in right. my opinion. Yeah, and I don't know how... it's um It's got this... Like you talked about this puzzle element to the game, like figuring things out. I don't know how Metroidvania it is because there were parts of the game where um, once you got an ability, it seemed like you could backtrack a little bit, but yeah. I don't know how far you can backtrack. Like, could yeah. I go back and get that first ability again? Yeah. Um, and also it seems like it replaces your existing ability. It's one of these things where you get, you get one thing. Yeah. And I don't know which abilities we can specifically talk about, but you get one thing. Yeah. Um, and then you get something else that seems to replace it. And then you kind of just keep going. Um, I don't know if like they're thinking of, I think we can talk obviously about the, the two first ones, which was the smash, the dash smash. Yeah. And there was the web attack. Yep. Right. Um, that looks sick. Cause I didn't, I missed that completely. That first, the web attack and cam yeah. from IGN was like using it. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? That looks sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like ridiculous. And the dash attack, like seems violent in its own way. And like, but if you have the dash attack, you can't have the web attack. And if you have the web attack, you can't have the dash attack. And it's very, at the moment, yeah, at the moment. Well, there, the- there could be a point where they put in like a wheel or some sort of yeah. Unless the puzzles thing. are constructed around you specifically finding that stuff, but I don't know. Like, I wonder if that would be like the bad sort of backtracking as opposed to good backtracking. You know, that fun sort of I've got new abilities, time to go experiment with what I can do now type shit. Uh, backtracking just so you can go get an old ability so you can get through a puzzle that's that's not good um yeah yeah um we didn't talk about like sort of how the movement works as well you you pretty much like at the start of the game you are this tiny blob yeah that's like in a um like a glass laboratory container that you break out of and then as you progress through the game you are eating people and getting 
bigger and bigger yeah and getting more hit points mm. health points um and each screen is sort of set up whereas you kind of think of it as if like i don't know you were a spaceship and so whichever direction you kind of move in like you would go in that direction regardless of like what's on the screen like you can move anywhere because this creature will kind of just use its tentacles to grab onto like objects and like crawl its way up um in the world so it's not like you're it's not like a platformer you're more just like freely moving around the environment yeah you're not jumping from platform to platform uh, you are sort of yeah free to go wherever you can't go anywhere i mean you are stopped by walls and shit right like yeah just to clarify but yeah and there's like ventilation ventilation shafts that you can kind of crawl into and then and like like break the, one the blob will like sort of like squish itself out to get through the fucking vents and stuff like that like hmm. it deforms to fit the space that it's in and stuff like that which is really fucking cool yeah yeah so like in terms of movement it's pretty f- easily like manageable like, oh, it's you can so just, easy to pick up just, and play it's it's really good in that sense. Um, the the bits that I was having problems with was correctly trying to attack certain people sometimes when mm. there was objects in the world. Like you sort of have a dude with a um, with a gun <laughs> standing in front of you, and you'd accidentally like pick up a grate or something that was near him, or you go too far and pick up something behind. Trying to send your tentacle out to like chomp his fucking head off. Yeah, but instead you. Yeah. Or there's like two people standing there and they don't have weapons, but the guy behind them has a weapon and you're trying to grab the guy behind, but it's grabbing the other two. Just like Mm. a couple of bits like that where um, I don't, maybe I just need more practice with it all the time, but it felt like I uh, was struggling to get the correct person. Yeah. Like maybe it wasn't, I don't know, like clinging on to the correct, like, um, like snapping to the right person that I wanted to, maybe it needs to be a bit more forgiving or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and the UI, uh, at the moment, I think it needs a bit more work, which is mainly like, obviously this game is very early. It's not out until, uh, next year. I think it's only been in development for maybe this year, maybe early last year, uh, sorry, late last year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just the UI, I think, uh, like more of an understanding of how many hit points I have exactly. Um, it's definitely difficult to work out how much actual health you've got. Yeah, and, and sometimes you would like go into a um, like a next phase of your I don't know evolution or something like that, but you couldn't really get a grasp of what was actually going on. Yeah, like have I just upgraded in some way or? Yeah, because um, like sometimes you'd go to this part of the game and you'd interact with it with something and then like he'd sort of go into like a cocoon state and that's i think that was a checkpoint yeah I think but, it was a checkpoint. but then sometimes you'd pop out it's, it's like other things and you'd be a smaller creature again and i couldn't really figure out like what was going on there yeah um yeah. so yeah obviously super early but like sort of areas that i was a bit confused about or areas that need to be like a bit more work um, yep. but a lot of fun yeah heaps of fun yeah it's like if yeah it's basically just communications issues at this point like just some sort of ui designer type deal would make the game just the next level type shit you know Mm. Uh, but for now it's it's already super addictive yeah and it's construction which is really cool 
Yeah, and just the, like the movement of that creature is really cool. Like when you see it, mm. um, just grabbing onto things in the world and like pulling itself along. Um, when you like, oh, I'm going to go up in this roof, and then each sort of little arm sort of pops out and grabs a different part of the environment, sort of lift itself up is really nice. Mm. And um, there was also another ability, another button you could press, and it seemed like it would reach out. And you could go and grab no. things or something? No? No. Okay. Um, Don't talk about that. Right. <laughs> I never saw it, actually. I never saw it happen, so... Right. I never got to do it. I saw someone else doing it, and I was like, oh, yeah, cool. Um, but I never actually saw that thing and, like, what it did. So, well, yeah. moving on. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's rad, though. And, yeah, I've got no idea when the fuck it's coming out. Oh, it's, like, next year. Really? Yeah, 2020. That's that's gutting. Yeah, that's fucking ages away. Um, oh, man, yeah. Shit. All right. Oh, well, fair enough. Um, yeah, it is It is shaping. It's definitely one to wish list, though. And make sure you it's on your fucking, like, keeping track of it. One yep. that's out much sooner is uh, My Name is Pedro. My name is my, Pedro. My friend is... My friend? My friend, Pedro. <laughs> my friend, Pedro. My friend, Pedro. My name is Pedro. <laughs> That's what we're calling for now. Uh, this is your new name. <laughs> uh, my friend, Pedro, which is out today. Yeah, by the time this is by out. By the time this is out, yeah, Friday. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm not wild about this one, to be honest. I like it. I enjoy my time with it, mm-hmm. but um, I feel like I thought it was going to be two one nose, right? Uh, I thought it was just sort of a lot of the same over and over again, but it definitely mixed things up a, a bit once you get a little bit deeper into the game. Like uh, the the further you get in, it just if it, it's not one note, it just holds a note for a very long time before it changes things up, and I feel like pacing wise. Uh, that's, that's, it's not that great from that perspective, you know? So instead of, uh, it makes it feel like it's the sort of game that, uh, if you play it a bit at a time over a long period of time, if it's something that you just come back to every now and then, right? It feels a lot better than if you play it in one massive fucking sitting, right? Uh, we just slam out a fucking ton of it. Right, because if you slam out a fucking ton of it all at once, then it feels like you've done a lot of the same, you know, that one note kind of thing uh, for a while. And then, yeah, eventually it does change up. But, yeah, if you're having a couple of goes here and there, having a couple of sessions uh, over the course of of, uh, your playthrough, having a bunch of sessions over the course of your playthrough, uh, then it feels a lot better because... Yeah, you don't get used to what it's doing in that one section. Uh, yeah, I think it's it's literally just a pacing problem uh, for me. Um, that and... I don't know, man. I feel like... It does, like, the, all the voice... There's no, like, voice acting. It's all, like, this weird noise. Simlish. Yeah, Simlish type thing that... I don't know, I feel like... It, it could have been voiced. There, there aren't that many lines, 
And so going with Simlish and text bubbles, yeah, it just feels like a, I don't know, it could, it could have been more than that. Could have been better. Yeah. Uh, but so I'm playing it the way you describe, like the play a couple levels at a time and then come back. Cause it yep. sort of suits the, um, like you finish a level and it gives you a score and like a, um, um, you know, how quickly you completed it. And, you know, this is your S rank or you, you given like a grading yep. and it's, it reminds me of like a, um, I don't know, man, like a, a trials or something like that, where, you can kind of keep coming back and replaying the get like that mission over and over again. Yeah. Um, I feel like, but like, Hey, right, sorry to interrupt, but no, no, that's cool. Maybe I don't do that. This like, I don't know in trials, right. I would do every fucking track until I got fucking gold. Right. Well, yeah. yeah. But in this, I didn't really care until I'd say after the first boss fight. Right. Uh, I didn't really care about that stuff because I didn't find those early levels very interesting. I think it's a pretty like weak start as a tutorial. Like I feel like it's tutorializing for way too long, you know, uh, that right. first section before the first boss fight, uh, after that, yeah, I, it, I definitely get your, your trials analog, but before then I have no interest in going back. I don't see on a couple of those fucking levels because I just didn't fucking like I was just like fucking edging out fucking popping someone in the brain and then edging back in again and then fucking mm. dropping down and doing it the least stylish way possible yeah uh, I mean later you definitely yeah. feel like yeah I guess that's the thing right is that it gives you all this grading system and, and how quickly you you did it and how many enemies you killed but you don't get anything out of it. It's just like a mark. Yep. It's not like you're working towards a goal as far no. as I'm aware at no. the moment. Yeah. Um, so there's no incentive to go back except for the part where it's like, I guess the incentive is that it's for the speedrunning community. Yeah. It's like that. Um, and that, you know, levels are inherently entertaining. Sure. Um, and, you know, doing them stylishly can be entertaining in its own right. But yeah. Uh, there's no internal intrinsic, yeah, uh, extrinsic motivation, uh, yeah, to yeah to actually do battle. You just sort of do it for the fun of it, hmm. yeah. Um. So yeah, the combat is it's very like hyper stylized. I'd say yeah. um, it's a like a two D platformer game where you run around with guns in your hand and like. Um, I know gun fu yeah. <laughs> movement where you're flipping around, shooting people, slowing down time, knocking over tables, using them as like a, a barrier to defend yourself, kicking um, people in the face or like nice. using objects in the environment to hit them up in the air and then shoot your weapons at them. Like that, you can get a pan and kick it up in the air and shoot and shoot the pan and like bullets reflect off of it. And we'll hit other play, uh, hit other enemies. Um, there's like a dodge ability, which I haven't really used much of at the moment. Um, but yeah, there's like a. Um, it feels like it's supposed to be 
played really, really fastly. Like, how fast can you get through this level? Yeah. But the way I'm playing at the moment is not really like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just sort of working my way through the level at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know if like that'll change up later on once you finish it. Maybe it opens up something else. But, um, but yeah, I'm just sort of playing it to get through each level, and I'm not doing it like in long sessions. I'm sort of playing like three or four levels at a time, which are like I don't know five five minute chunks. Like each level's about five minutes, and then I'll um, I'll jump out and go into something else. But yeah, that's a good way to play. Yeah. Um, did you get your performance issues fixed? Because you are um, not yet. I, yeah. I haven't looked at it today. Um, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm having some very minor issues with the game performance wise. Like it caps out at 60 yeah. on um, PC at least. And it feels to me like it's not running at 60, like it's running at 30 or something or, or something lower than like around 30. And because uh, we were, we jumped on the Switch version yesterday and like the Switch version feels better than the, the one I'm playing. <laughs> and, and, like it's really, like the movement is, uh, the movement in general is pretty floaty in terms of the character. Like you jump in the air and, you know, it takes him a little while to get to the ground. But just the, um, like moving the mouse around, you can see it really like jittery and stuttering a little bit. And then when you're sort of going through the environment, like it's not smooth at all. And uh, the only thing I can sort of think that it could possibly be is maybe something with G-Sync is sort of where I'm leaning yeah. towards. Yeah. Because um, yeah. that does weird things with frame rates and maybe it just hasn't been, I don't know, optimized or something like that. But otherwise, like, I can still play the game. It's just a little bit jittery. So I'm sure they'll sort that out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I haven't been having any, any problems on my end. And uh, yeah, like it feels it feels good to play mm. um yeah i think it's just yeah it is just for me it's literally a pacing issue um which is weird uh, i'd love to get it on switch uh because it feels like it'd be a lot better on switch it would really suit the switch style of like play for a bit and put down mm. style of play uh and i think just when i'm looking for someone to play on my pc that's not what I want to do. I'm not in it for the five minute session. I'm in it for the long haul, baby. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it is good. I'd love to, I'd love some voice acting. Honestly, I think that'd be the biggest improvement, uh, that they could do is add voice acting. Um, I just, I want to hear what the banana sounds like. I want to hear its voice. I mean, we, uh, you saw the launch trailer. I assume, it sounds like Antonio Banderas. Yeah, that's uh, what I. Yeah, that's what I would think. In my mind, it now sounds like Antonio Banderas. Uh, but yeah, I just wish that it was voiced that way the entire time. Um, but yeah, what if the banana was Keanu Reeves? Whoa, <laughs> that's amazing! Wake the fuck up, samurai! Um, banana time. <laughs> it's yeah. banana time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, so that's out. Uh, yeah. If, I think if, by the time you hear this, it should yeah, be out. Yeah. I would, I would look at it on Switch, if it were me. Um, if I could have my time again. Uh-huh. Yeah, that would be where I'd go for it. Yeah. Right. And it's not expensive either. It's like, um, I think it's retailing for 17 USD at the moment. Yeah, on Steam good. at least. 
which is I think it's pretty reasonable price. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's yeah, twenty five Australian at the moment. Yeah, that's pretty good. Cool. Um, yeah. What else we got? Um, I don't know what else is here. Duck season? What is that? Duck season. Holy shit. Remember last week when I was all like, oh, you know what they should do is they should release uh, old school fucking Lycon games in virtual reality. So I'm just sort of pretending I'm playing a fucking Lycon game uh, in virtual reality. Well, duck season is exactly that. Uh, You know, fucking duck hunt? Yeah. Yeah, it's that. Except instead of sitting in front of the TV and shooting ducks with a Lycon... Uh, when you start a level, you're transported into the game world and you're inside the TV to the extent that in, in VR, you can actually turn around and look behind you and look and there's you sitting in front of the TV and you're looking outside of the TV. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty weird. Uh, and then you shoot some ducks, and when you're inside, you don't use a light gun, you've got a shotgun, and you got to, like, fucking shoot it with your shotgun, uh, and, yeah, it's phenomenal, because, uh, it gets really fucking weird, <laughs> mm. it's got all these, like, VCR tapes that you can put in, and you can watch all these different VCR tapes, uh, like, these soap operas and there's one called there's no eye in Iowa where dude like sings a song that (laughs) it's like nothing I've heard before. It's, it's beautiful. It's, it's, I don't know how to say too much about it without spoiling it. It's, it's available on PC now, like outside of VR, you can play it without VR. All right. uh, I cannot imagine why you would want to do that. Um, it's probably easier to fire the fucking shotgun without VR. But apart from that, I can't imagine why you'd want to do it. Uh, VR feels like it's a huge part of the experience. Shit gets pretty bananas. Uh, super, super bananas. I finished playthrough one of seven. Uh, there's seven different endings to this okay. duck hunt game. Uh yeah, you've got like all kinds of stuff. I got an achievement for throwing a videotape and hitting my mum with it. Uh, she brings you like bananas and toasts, uh, like cheese toasties and like pizza and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and um, yeah, I can't say too much more without spoiling shit quite significantly, but. Think, what was that fucking Frog Fractions? Yeah. Think Frog Fractions. But in VR. <laughs> but in VR. And with the Duck Hunt game. Mm. Yeah. Extremely weird. Very worthwhile. Super entertaining. Quite fun. Okay. Uh, but yeah, check it out. Nice. Yes. Uh, and yeah. I'm playing it again. I'm playing my second playthrough on easy because the the tricky part, I played it on medium originally. I didn't have any problem hitting the ducks so much. Uh, but the problem I had was a pu- it's a pump action shotgun and you've got a pump. But 
I felt like sometimes my hand would like not be attached to the pump. So mm. when I pump, right, uh, like pull my, I, you've got your fucking controllers, got your fucking uh, Vive controllers sitting there. You've got like one hand holding the shotgun and the other one is with like holding the fucking pump and you pull it down mm. towards the other, right? Uh, just sort of like pull them together to pump the shotgun. But for some reason, I felt like my hand wasn't always necessarily holding onto the fucking slide or whatever the fuck you call the pump, right? Wasn't holding onto the fucking pump. And so I wouldn't actually pump. And so when I'd try to fire again, it wouldn't fire because I hadn't fucking pumped the other shell out. What I think would be a significant improvement is if when you were pumping, you had to hold onto the fucking trigger to actually grab the pump right and then it wouldn't matter if you like threw your hands apart right as long as you still did the pumping motion while holding the pump right mm. it would it would work right that would be fantastic uh but yeah instead you don't actually grip the pump at all you don't have to hold the fucking trigger on the pump hand you just sort of fucking move your hand down uh, i guess I don't know. So it's a weird complaint, but it was actually a huge detriment to my ability to fucking pump a fucking shotgun, which is winds up being super critical later on in the game when you've got to really put a lot of fucking shotgun shells downrange as fast as humanly fucking possible. It gets right. pretty important uh, for reasons, but yeah, um, yeah, some good achievements as well. Uh, I got an achievement for shooting two two ducks at the same time felt pretty pretty slick about that um there's a uh, there's like a duck that sort of sits next to you while you're like in the in the in the game world uh it just sort of sits there it's like your duck friend you can murder that for an achievement uh you don't have to uh it's just just something you can do and yeah everything once you're out of the tv you can interact with shitloads of stuff. You can, like... There's a whole bunch of different game cartridges that you can put in. Like, uh, there's a Sinatra game where you put it in and you're Frank Sinatra rolling around and, like, shooting people for whatever reason because he was a renowned gangster. Uh, there was... What was it called? Triple Tiger instead of Double Dragon. They're all, like, fucking weird knockoffs. They're, like, they play on a fucking weird knockoff uh snares and yeah they're all weird knockoff games and yeah, yeah it's pr pretty fucking good uh you can grab like videotapes from around the place and chuck them in instead of the fucking and it'll take over the tv and you can watch uh these videotapes and stuff and yeah there's there's a lot there's a lot going on in there and uh i have not even scratched the surface of some of the shit going on in there Right. But yeah, uh, yeah, check it out. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Underlords. Underlords. Dota Underlords. Yeah, this is the Valve. Valve. Game. Valve Auto Chess. <laughs> right. Mm. There's so many, I can't keep up anymore. There's three. I guess there's four, right? There's uh, Dota 2 Auto Chess, which is the mod, the original and the best. There is Auto Chess, which is the mobile game being made by... Drodo or whatever the fuck they're called uh, the Chinese company that made the mod 
uh, that's out on Android right now. You can play it if you want. Uh, it's pretty good. Pretty, like a pretty good rendition of, uh, like a faithful rendition of the mod itself. Um, the best part about it is the, um, how all the, all the units have like just barely had their names changed. Yeah. So instead of gyrocopter, it's helicopter type stuff, you know, like, and it looks exactly like gyrocopter. Uh, but he's called Helicopter now. That kind of stuff, you know, like, they've barely done anything. Um, but they've made it just just different enough to not get their fucking asses suit off by Val. Uh, and then, obviously, there is um, Dota Underlords, which, uh, yeah, they put out earlier, no, late last week, I think. Mm. Had to buy the um, battle pass, the Toda International Battle Pass, right? To get early access, and fucking, I was all about it. I'm straight in, baby. Uh, I want, you know, I want, I want the fucking the international prize money to go up as well, right? Why not? You know, my twenty bucks. Um, uh, yeah, I got three keys. I gave you one. Uh, I gave Dangers one, and I gave Darth Homer one. Um, mm nobody else fucking jumped in I guess um so yeah I guess they're trying to get people into it the other the other auto chest that's available is the riot one uh yeah, TFT. League of Legends yeah the League of Legends based one uh which I can't remember the actual fucking name of it it's, it's like T- Team Fight Tactics or something Team like that. Fight Tactics that, that's exactly it yeah. uh I can't get into this I have been it's not on our list but I've been playing League of Legends Luke <laughs> I've been playing League of Legends because... <laughs> to try and play this auto chess game. Because to get a fucking access to the fucking public beta environments of League of Legends, which is the other way to play TFT, you need a fucking honor level three. Uh, so I've been playing League of Legends and carrying my fucking ass off. Uh, trying to get my fucking honor up, but I can't Why do it. Why don't you just ask someone at Riot? <laughs> they have not been forthcoming. I have asked... No such luck. Um, so yeah, no, no, no luck for old Joba. I've been watching on fucking on Twitch, and I'm I'm not wild about it anyway. I don't think that it's pretty clear they're just jumping on a bandwagon at this right. point. They might do something interesting with it, but so far it seems like pretty standard run of the mill stuff. Dota Underlords, on the other hand, it feels like they fucking get auto chess, and they are doing some shit with it. Uh, straight out, out of the bat, um, they changed the way items work, which was my biggest gripe mm. with auto chess. Um, so they changed the way items work. They changed the way a couple of fucking a couple of classes work and stuff, which has definitely led to some losses on my part. Because um, I assumed they worked one way, and it turns out they work a different way. Uh, they've added like single player. You can play against bots, although the oh, bots nice. are hilariously fucking easy. I beat my first game. I beat the hardest level bot, uh, like seven of the hardest level bots. No luckers. I don't feel like it's a. I don't know how you would code better bots necessarily. You know, like because the game's not necessarily solved. So right. Like, you, you could make a... I, don't know, I guess you could make a chess bot, right? But yeah. at this stage, not enough is known, I think, about overlords for them to create a, a reliable 
you know, super bot, right? Right. The Until OpenAI gets in there. That's and- it, right? And fucking, yeah. <laughs> Decides to do a bot. Does a billion different fucking, yeah, moves per second to work out the, the optimal path and then mm. nobody can fucking win. Um, but yeah. Uh, yeah, the bots aren't that good, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. You can still play on your own though, which is cool and like allows you to sort of practice without getting your fucking ass handed to you the difference i've seen between auto chess on mobile and underlords on pc is that everyone on underlords appears to know what the fuck they're doing while i have uh now currently have a 90 percent win rate on auto chess on mobile (laughs) uh yeah i just win at auto chess and what i think is happening there is that uh I think the game is appearing on people's game stores as a popular title. Mm. And so people are downloading it with absolutely no fucking idea what they're doing. Meanwhile, Overlords, on the other hand, Underlords, rather, uh, on the other hand, uh, requires someone to have actively seeked out the ability to play Underlords. Uh, So, you know, you're only really getting people who know how the fuck to play chess really i mean there's probably matchmaking set up in there as well yeah maybe i haven't played enough I, I, well I, don't know. I would hope that me pantsing the fucking good bots didn't automatically dump me in a fucking pro queue um yeah i think mostly it's just uh yeah you know i don't think i think it might be too early to have competitive skill-based matchmaking i don't know this is my gut feeling because um, it, it's not doing any of the stuff that tells you uh, where you're ranked. But on the other hand, I guess Dota 2 Auto Chess, the mod was always sort of matchmaking. I don't know. You might be right. Um, so anyway, what do they change? They've changed the way items work, so you can only put one item on each uh, hero now, which is awesome. Uh, you get an item, you get to choose from three items at the end of every creep wave, which is fucking brilliant. Uh, it's still a bit of RNG, but you're guaranteed an item. None of this fucking auto chess just sort of rolls dice as to whether or not you're getting an item and it rolls another dice as to what item you're going to get. So you might, might wind up with like garbage, but you might also wind up with some top-notch shit uh, in auto chess. In Underlord's, no, uh, your uh, it's sort of tiered the same way that the heroes are tiered. So uh, you won't see the best heroes until you're around level nine or level eight or nine. Uh, you won't see the best items until you're around level eight or nine either. So there's an incentive there to level up quickly um, that doesn't exist uh, in auto chess. I, I guess you do have the hero incentive, but other than that, yeah, like, with items as well, it's an extra incentive to spend money on, on leveling up, which is good. Uh, there's items that like give you better items. Like, uh, you can get like a passive that, um, will make it so that you will always get items that are a level higher than what you are. So you, you will see way better shit, uh, as a result. Um, yeah, like there's a lot of really, cool interesting items that allow you to do a lot of dynamic interesting shit uh like you really have to think about what you're like how you're using these items and stuff um i've had a passive where warriors 
would continue to fight for two seconds after they died, hmm. uh, which was fucking massive when I had six warriors on deck because suddenly all of my warriors were like tanking damage while for two seconds where they literally couldn't take damage because they were already dead. Uh, just freeing my, my casters up to do even more shit. Um, some of the itemization stuff, there's a, like a mask of madness or something. I think it's called. Um, and, uh, I had the hook guy, Pudge, Pudge, I had Pudge. Uh, and I wasn't wild about his, his special when he gets enough mana. So basically as, as they attack and are attacked, they build up mana. And eventually when they've got enough mana, they use their special ability, his special ability hook someone like I think it's the furthest uh, furthest enemy character you'll hook the furthest enemy character and drag them over to you which is fantastic if uh, if you're in a situation where that's helpful but I was up like playing against a bunch of assassins and so all he wind up doing is hooking an assassin over to himself and then fighting two people at once he'd be mid fight with someone hook an assassin over and then he'd he'd have to fight the assassin and the other person. The assassin almost always wins when it's in two in two versus one situations. Um, so it just wasn't working for me. But the Mask of Madness, uh, what it did was like plus four hundred, uh, plus forty, attack like it's attack, yeah, yeah, something like that. And but it also silenced Pudge, so he right. no longer built mana at all. Yeah, but he was doing so much more fucking like core damage. Which turned him into a really fucking useful, like really useful hero that otherwise I was actually going to fucking straight up sell. Um, because, yeah, he was far and ahead just losing me too many fucking fights. Um, what else is there? Uh, depending on what you're going up against, the Black King Bar right. uh, makes you essentially immune to magic damage. Mm-hmm. There was one team composition uh, where like I was getting fucking smashed I was down to like 25 health this other dude had like 70 health left but he had like majority fucking magic users uh, and I got the the BKB and I put it on my lichen uh-huh. and it was the most disgusting shit I've ever seen in my life because none of the magic damage did any damage anymore. And mm. so um, my two just sat there not taking damage, ripping through all of them. It was right. fucking redonks. Uh, like, he was taking a bit of damage. I think they they do, like, a percentage of physical damage still, but, yeah, like, it wasn't nearly fast enough. And yeah. this was this was a team composition that I, like, that everyone had gone up against and been fucking disintegrated in seconds. Mm. But no magic damage, no fucking, no worries. Which that's is still like an RNG sick. thing, right? Like you were lucky to get that item. Well, because I, like, I was lucky, yes. Uh, but like, I also could have built into less magic damage. Uh, like, there's there's right. a lot of, yeah. At the end of the day, there is RNG involved. That is the core experience of the game. Um, is that like managing RNG is is a huge part of it, and he was, I suppose, managing around the idea that nobody would be able to do anything about um, his magic damage. 
But you can actually build directly. I can't remember which race it is in Underlords. Uh, I can't remember which race it is in fucking Auto Chess either. But one of the races, specifically the way Auto Chess works, when you've got like multiple of the same type, yeah. they have like a synergy. Yeah. Uh, so if you've got multiple three warriors, then they've got extra armor. If you've got multiple whatever this is, I, th- I feel like it's either primordial or sc- scale. Uh, yeah. I, none of this makes any sense. <laughs> so primordial is a race. Uh, and yeah, they've changed. Like this is not, it's not Dota related. But this is not Dota terminology I'm hearing. No. <laughs> but primordials are, what's the wave, the water dude who like becomes a water thing that spurts around and shit. Mor- Morphling? Morphling. Yeah, Morphling's a primordial. Um, yeah. Tidehunter? No, Tidehunter is a scale, I believe. Oh, okay. um, mm. But uh, the rock guy? Tiny. Tiny? Tiny? He's, he's a he's water? primordial? Yeah. Oh, primordial, sorry. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's not really... Tree no, like. No, I don't think so. I think well, he's definitely... Maybe. I'm not sure. He's a tree. Come on. He's a tree. Um, anyway, so it's either Primordial or Scale. And Scale is like Medusa, Tidehunter, other scaly ones. Um, who's that? Slark? Is it Slark? Yeah. Slark is a character. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway, one of those, right, gives you a synergy that... Delib- like specifically negates magic damage. So if if I hadn't gotten BKB and if I had felt like I had more than fucking one round left and I probably didn't against this dude, he was like literally melting people and still had like 10 people on deck. So you were losing 20 plus damage against him every time you fucking faced off against him. Um, if I'd felt I had enough, right... Mm. Uh, like enough time that I could could have built into this this thing. Uh, As it was, all he had to do was like because I could only keep one person alive. Everyone else is still getting fucking melted, but Lycan was able to fucking shoot through everyone. Um, yeah. As it was, it just bought me a little bit of time. It didn't buy me enough time to reconfigure my entire fucking team. Uh, but it is one of those things that you need to like sort of fucking keep in the back of your mind. You know, the power of magic. Is something you can only negate by building directly, like with those sorts of things in mind. So you want to keep some. If it is scales, then you want to keep some scaly people in in the back here, in your mind. You know, and make sure you can build towards that in that direction. That sort of stuff, you know. And I think it's that's part of the really interesting uh, late game is that ability to reconfigure your entire team. Uh, that game in particular was a game where I was getting. Like, I had a really strong start because I went all warriors. Uh, so I got six warriors straight up, which is, like, plus 10 armor. Mm. Um, and then I started getting fucking destroyed because uh, everyone sort of played around me because I was still on 100% health and everyone else was, like, dropping towards 70. So everyone was reconfiguring so that they would actually be able to win in the battle against me because that was the only one that they were guaranteed to lose at that point. And so once they had all done that, I was then losing fucking games en masse. Like I was losing fucking every game. 
uh, every match. So I had to reconfigure my team so that I would be able to fucking do anything at all. So I picked yeah. up some druids and I focused on my race, racial synergies so that I could keep warriors and druids. They changed our druids work from auto chess to underlords, which took me fucking ages to work out. I fucking straight up lost the game just trying to work out how the fuck that worked uh, in underlords and regular auto chess. If you've got two types of druids, mm. you've got Treant, Protector, and uh, like a centaur chick. Any thoughts? En- en- Enchantress, maybe? Yeah, there's an enchantress. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you there is centaur as well. Right. <laughs> but centaur chick, right. Uh, uh, Treant, Protector, and Enchantress, if you've got them both on the board at the same time, and you add, normally you need like three, you'd need three lichens to go from one star to two star lichen, right? Mm. But if you've got two types of druids in auto chess, you've got Treant, Protector, and Enchantress, you can add one more, so you only need two yeah. to level up. That's right. not how it works in Underlords. Instead, you still need three of every single character to up- upgrade them to the second star. But if you've got two of each type, uh, sorry, if you've got one of each type of druid, I think there's only four. Uh, I've only seen four. Um, then the two lowest star druids will be upgraded to the next star rating, uh, which means that you wind up like if you can get a single like one lone druid and who's the other one fucking another tree kind of guy oh whatever nature's prophet is he in the game maybe is he like a bird dude no he's staff he's like a yeah i guess so yeah 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 let's go with bird dude with a staff but I do with the staff. That's nature's <laughs> profit. Uh, yeah, yeah, that is him then. Uh, yeah, if you get one of those and you've got like two, two, a two star enchantress and a two star um, tree guy, uh, then yeah, you're fucking sweet, baby. Like, because they will be, even though you've only got one of each of them, they will be upgraded to two stars immediately, which is fucking huge. It's a huge fucking boon for your team um, because you've got like fucking instant and if you can get everyone up to two stars randomly it will randomly select two of those characters to be upgraded to three stars which is again a fucking massive deal so druids wind up being super powerful later on in the game um it also helps that enchantress heals people fucking constantly uh and triant protector i think or maybe bird dude with staff one of them summons trees yeah, nature's prophet summons trees. Yeah, he summons like trees to come help and shit, which is yeah. fucking sick. Uh, yeah, you can do some mad damage. His lone, lone droid turns into a bear. Is that what he does? Yep. Yep. I nailed, nailed it. I remember lone droid because he's a druid, and you only need one of him. Um, sort of explains itself. Anyway, underlords. Uh, yeah, it's fucking great, man. Like they've done such a good job with it. The UI could use a lot of work. They clearly busted it out real quick so they could sort of steal some of Riot's thunder. Uh, but, like, well done. They did a fucking good job with it. Um, what I really want to see is, at the moment, it seems like when you upgrade from one star to two stars to three stars, the 
model gets bigger, but I know for a fact that Dota has all kinds of fucking skins and stuff. And in the mod, they sort of changed into a prettier skin when they got like higher right. star level. Yeah. They, I would love to see that. I think that's such an like important part of it to me is that upgrade, like that visual representation of their increased power. Because mm. uh, it wouldn't have taken me so long to work out what the fuck droids do in Underlords if uh, if they had visually changed when they upgraded themselves for the next level. Uh, the other thing that would have made it easier is if it wasn't called under, like if there wasn't a fucking character in Dota Two called Underlord. Yeah. Because searching Dota 2 Underlords is functionally the same as searching Dota 2 Underlord and all you get is fucking carrot like hero guides for fucking Underlord. <laughs> yeah. Um Yeah, it's a bit of a weird It was odd. Yeah. Strange name choice. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. What's the uh tutorial system like? Is there one? No. Or is it just bots? Bots. You're like you just play against bots and the game doesn't tell you what to do. I believe so, yes. So it's like original Dota basically yeah maybe <laughs> actually to be honest I don't remember what the tutorial's like yeah because I think I just skipped through it because I know what I'm doing mm. it might have even told me how fuck druids work but I skipped through it so I don't know I think it was just bots uh, but yeah uh, it's easy to work out it's easy to work out and very difficult to master uh, Underlords is I reckon probably the trickiest way to fucking do it because everyone, it seems like everyone has at least some fucking idea of what they're doing. Uh, so my win rate in Underlords, I would say is about 10%, uh, maybe a little bit higher, but yeah, in auto chess where nobody knows what the fuck they're doing, uh, it's significantly higher. Auto chess has a halfway decent fucking tutorial, actually. It's pretty impressive what they've done with that. Uh, considering how bad I thought everything except for the actual gameplay of fucking auto chess the mod is. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm surprised at how professional auto chess on mobile feels. But yeah, anyway. That's that. Right. And so is this, um, I'm just reading up on it now. Uh, are you playing on mobile as well or is that not out yet? Not out yet. Right, okay, so that's later. Yeah. Because um, as says here, once open beta begins, Dota 2 Underlords, oh, sorry, Dota Underlords will be available to everyone free on Steam, Android, iOS. Yeah. Um, the team will be enabling new features, including ranked matchmaking, right. cross-play, which right, is, cool. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. And then um, shared progression across, across those different yeah, nice. devices I just mentioned. So you could play on your PC, Mac, iOS, and like it's a shared account. Yeah, sweet. I'm about it. That'd yeah, it, cool. sounds, it sounds smart. I watched one game the other day. Um, yeah. I don't know how it ended up with me watching it because I was nearly going to play some Dota the other day. I don't know how it happened, but I was just thinking I'm, I might fire that up and I didn't. But um, Danger Zone. Underlords ended up on my um, front page on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how. Um, oh, no, it would have been through Purge. Right. Um, and so I watched one of his matches. I think it was his first first game or something like that that he played. And, um, yeah. Yeah, looks interesting. I just, I'm just, like, curious as to how it works. Like, I don't know. 
like the the correlation between those Dota two and Underlords is very different. Obviously, you've got characters in there that work, um, that have abilities that are similar. Um, yep. And there's items that I, I can understand how they work. Like when you talk about Mask and Magnus, I know that, like, yeah, that's attack speed. Um, but like the actual gameplay is vastly different. So yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where they need a good tutorial. Um, oh yeah, to get people in there. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see like how, like what is their like long term goal with it. It sounds like it's going to be free to play. Is that right? Judging by like I what they're say saying, so. I would say it has to be. Yeah, I mean to they're talking honest. about free to play in open beta, but it'd be strange for them to be like, "Hey, we're taking this mod that's in Dota two, and we're gonna now make our own." But you're gonna have to pay for it. Like that'd be fucking strange. Like I feel like everybody would probably abandon it at that oh, stage and done. just go back to the free version in the the mod. Like absolutely. <laughs> Um, or they'll just go to auto chess, the auto chess one. I think they might even be getting bought out by like Nexon type shit. Like, right. Yeah. And then like you talked about some interesting things with skins Mm. and like the other game pulling skins from, um, like existing assets. Yeah. What ends up being like underlords, like, uh, progression in terms of money or like how they, What's the economy behind the game? What are they planning on doing? Is it going to be skins? And then if so, do they join between the two games? Like, can you bring your skins in from the other game and you can use them in here? It's like this weird thing where I think they've got themselves in a weird spot. Yeah. Um, Surely not. Surely it's independent. Really? I would think that if you were buying skins in one game and they're using shared assets, that you'd want them to be like mutual for both the games you'd want it to you know if you bought a skin in dota 2 then you'd be able to use that in underlords or something like that unless they're completely separate economies and um yeah i'm just curious to see like how they end up monetizing the game basically what they're gonna do yeah well i mean yeah i think that's the that's very there's a really critical part of how it survives long term is working out how it is monetized, but um, yeah, I, I got no idea honestly. I think it has to be separate to Dota, and uh, beyond that, uh, yeah, I think they can do whatever the fuck they want. Um, yeah, the mod was monetized uh, through skins only. Mm. I think that's the only important thing is that it has to make sure it is. 100% like uh, never any gameplay impacting sort of shit but that's that's it really that's the only thing yeah yeah fair know. enough like it seems to be doing pretty well yeah. um, it's got a you know all time peak of 35,000 people which yeah. is decent I mean you Not compare bad. that to Artifact I'm looking now and their all time peak was 60,000 right but um but that game actually released, and this has been a pretty limited trial, yeah, trial beta type thing. So, yeah, um, yeah, that seems to be popular, or at least like the things I'm hearing about it is that it's um, it's at least good. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how it's going on Twitch versus 
Ooh, Teamfight Tactics is smashing 112k. It's the most viewed game on Twitch at the moment. Yeah. That's interesting because I don't think I'm, a, uh, I'm not a fan. Um, Underlords is at 4.4k. Oof. Oof. Mm. Big oof. Um, yeah. Oh. Still? Yep. The Forest has 60. This is like in the top 10. Someone streaming, someone big. Must be. Um, yeah. Yeah, anyway. All right, cool. All right, moving on. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Let's talk about Apex. Let's do it. Um, we mentioned last week uh, they're doing some sort of in-game storytelling. Something weird's going on. The Leviathans, the big creatures in the maps, were moving around. Yep. Um, one of them ended up down the bottom near the... Uh, shit, I forget the name of it. Um, real turbines are. Um, South end of the map. <laughs> Why am I blanked? Oh, um, man. I'm bringing it up now. Water plant. Water treatment. Water treatment. Water treatment. And then eventually moved up. This is the best podcast. It's so good. We are on point. We're so on point. <laughs> uh, and then it moved up towards like airbase. Um, and eventually it sort of settles itself in between airbase and runoff. There's, um, uh, it's, it's like moved in between those two locations and sort of facing the island now, facing the map. And that's pretty much all that's happened in terms of the Leviathan. But over the last 24 hours, we've got dragons yeah. showing up across the map. Is that their official name or is that just something? No, they're flyers. Leave? They're called flyers. Right. Which are these um, flying creatures that have just like shown up on the map. And uh, when you kill them, you get a loot box or a drop a death they box. Drop a death box, yeah. Yeah, from um, and the the name of the dead box is somebody in your friends list. If you don't yep. have any friends, and it's a, a developer, um, which is a nice little Easter egg thing. Yeah. But they've got items in them. Yeah, they're full blown death boxes. Like if you can land on one, you can get decent geared up immediately. Like not great gear. Uh, I've noticed great gear, but like I walked away with. Uh, was like a blue shield and mm. a weapon like straight away i don't know if it's like taken from the death boxes pool of what what your friends have been carrying would have had or whatever but yeah like it seemed like the sort of shit that you would have on you when you died sometime sure uh, which is pretty cool um yeah it's an interesting little adjustment. I don't think it's anything major. It's not a huge deal, in my opinion. It's not a big fucking change to the game. Uh, it's just an interesting little, yeah, change to how you treat the early game. Because if you can yeah. land on a fucking flyer, it is it, it drastically changes the value of a fucking loot area, mm. which is cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious if this is going to be like a long term thing, or it's just a seasonal event right. leading up End to of season event. Type yeah, thing. whatever happens in the next two weeks with, with the, season two, the monsters. Yeah, I, I I'll be interested as well. But I think it's cool. It's a cool little change. 
Yeah. Uh, we had some good games. We had, yeah, we had back-to-back wins yesterday during lunch. Yes, which is cool. Uh, I haven't had a win for a while. I've been a, a bit shit. Uh, a bit off off practice, out of practice. Um, so yeah, it's good good to get some wins. Uh, I wasn't even like the fucking dead weight in those games. I felt like we were all pretty even in our uh, carry potential. There was, you know, that one game where Kleb got fucking was it, like damage. fucking eight hundred damage or some shit, <laughs> but like two kills, and you and I both got fucking four apiece. With significantly less damage. Classic. Yeah, I, I did. I think it was four kills, 401 damage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right on. Perfect. Uh, and there was that other game where you... I think you did the bulk of the, the damage, but we were still all over 400 damage. Mm. Um, which I think, you know, if you do more damage than an entire fucking squad of people, and I feel like you've carried your own weight you know i think if you can do more than 100 damage you've at least made up for your own deficit but uh yeah if you can do an entire squad's worth of damage then yeah. you're doing some shit you're doing some work mm-hmm. uh which is yeah it's good games um yeah I don't, I don't think there's that much to say about it they, they released i don't know if you saw they released details of the weapon update yeah i got uh, that open yeah, so uh, Johnny Bravo was talking about it on our Discord. Right. Uh, JB was saying that, um, so basically what they're saying, what they're doing is they're adding two new attachments um, mm-hmm. to change like new hop-ups. Uh, so disruptor rounds increase shield damage uh, and they go on the R- alternator and the RE45 and hammer point rounds increase unshielded damage for the P2020 and the Mozambique. JB was saying that he thinks that that should be switched, that uh, that the Mozambique and the 2020 should do greater armor damage uh, because what you're trying to shred through when you hot drop is uh, armor. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the reasoning, although I do agree with the end's result. Uh, he got the correct answer in my maths quiz but he didn't show the correct working, so only gets half points. Uh, ultimately, I think that like uh, like uh, unshielded damage on the Mozambique because it's still only a three fucking three shot fucking weapon. Yeah, um, is functionally fucking worthless because the last thing you're going to do is take away someone's shield and then switch guns. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Switch to a Mozambique, right? But if you have a Mozambique and you can pop off your three fucking rounds and then switch guns to something that will shred them like a fucking prowler or something that would make more sense to me right that would that would create an incentive to actually want to switch guns and stuff but the uh the other thing they did the other thing they're doing is they're changing uh the shotgun max stack of ammo is now reduced from 64 to 16 yeah it's huge enough that's it the Mozambique is pointless because there's no fucking way you are carrying around a fucking Mozambique plus multiple stacks of fucking like shotgun ammo. So either you've got a fucking shotgun that, yeah, you are only carrying 16 fucking bullets for, which is fucked or yeah, you're taking up multiple like slots, ammo slots. 
for a weapon that you're literally carrying around to switch to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Um, yeah, Mozambique's dead. It was it's dead before they even like they fixed it and then they killed it in the same fucking update. Um, buffed up some less popular weapons: the flatline, the P twenty twenty alternator, and the triple tech. Uh, I really like the flatline. Um, to be honest, I I didn't like how much damage it put out, but I did like the recoil uh, behavior of it. So uh, I never really turned it down unless I found a. I was always really happy to carry a flatline until I found a prowler and my hop up for it um, because I love the fucking unlimited fire on prowler. I just think it fucking punts. Yep. Um, but I w- I'd never like if I didn't find a prowler and I was just rocking a flatline. I, w- I was always kind of okay with that shit. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that being fucking up- updated as long as I don't fuck with the recoil pattern. Yeah. Um, Otherwise, yeah, the Arkstar, it's a drop-only weapon, so it feels like it's not that big a deal, right, to me. It doesn't feel like it's going to have that big an impact. It's going to be one of those ones that fucks you when it fucks you, but otherwise you're not really going to account for it in a play session, you know? Mm. Yeah. Anyway, what do you reckon? Uh, I'm interested to see what they do with this, the uh, triple take. Yeah, I like using triple tech. Um, yep, I, I sometimes will just chuck a fucking red dot on it, yeah. <laughs> just run at people with it. I got yeah. I got a squad wipe yesterday with triple tech. Yeah, and because uh, I can, yeah, I'll just like three shots and someone's pretty much down with that thing. Um, so I'm curious to see like what the like what is the buff? Is it just more damage? Are they changing this way the way the spread works? Is it fire rate? You know what what's going on there? Um, is it like distance, like making the damage do more of a distance or something? Because um, I, I generally will use it as a, uh, sometimes as a close range at the start of the game. Yeah. I don't mind it as an actual sniper rifle. Once you get the mod on it, you can yeah. definitely like melt people, people up. Um, yeah. in a couple of shots. Like if you get hit by one of them with the mod on it, it you'd fucking know you've been hit. Oh yeah. Because it takes so much damage away. Mm-hmm. Um, Kraybar, I don't, I don't tend to use only because it's one of those things where, um, if you miss a shot, it just takes so long to reload. But I'll, I'll carry it around occasionally. It's one of those things where, like, if I hit someone with it, then you switch to the assault rifle. You don't go for two shots straight with the Kraybar. At least I don't. Um, yeah. So yeah, and the other the other guns like the alternator, I don't use the P twenty twenty. I use the alternator if I need to it's fine if, if it's the only thing you've got yeah 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 and the flat line like whatever i'll take i'll take that i'll take the the valk you know whatever yeah um yeah uh the attachment the the energy mags are getting a, a buff as well oh yeah um, which is yeah which is good so they just makes sense it, it brings them in line with the other fucking assault rifles it yeah. was dumb that they weren't there already Really. Yeah, I like using the energy guns. Um, yeah. I'll take like all of them. They're, I think yeah. they're all pretty good. I like rocking the havoc with the um, the mod on it, the hop up. It's good. I dig it. And then what else is there? The um, Arcstar changes. Um, they're working, reworking the way that that sort of affects um, the shield damage, which is an interesting change. <laughs> So what are they doing? They're making it so when you get stuck, 
like it's a, it's down, right? And then making it so that if you're just yeah. caught in the in the brink of it, it doesn't immediately shred all of your armor. Yeah. So if you get hit by one and it sticks to you and you've got no armor, then it'll down you in the, uh, straight away. Yeah. Um, whereas before, if if you had armor and you would be on the edge of like the explosion, you'd still get like a pretty devastating effect. Yeah. So it looks like they're doing something with um like the radius, changing the way this other radius works. Like the further you are to the point of impact, maybe the you know less damage the further you are away from it. Um, so yeah, because they're pretty, they can be huge. Like arc stars, sometimes I will probably take arc stars over grenades only because it does a lot of damage, but also you get the disruption. Like you can't aim anymore. Yeah, um, causes a lot of problems. Yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's going to be interesting to see how it like actually changes the utility of the Arkstar. But uh, I don't think... It doesn't feel like it's going to be too huge a difference. Mm. As long as it still does some shield damage. Because it feels like that's the critical purpose of the Arkstar. Sure. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, some good changes. Yep. Um, and that'll be in about a week and a half. Yeah. Week and a half, two weeks. Just show two weeks. Yeah, two Tuesdays for now. Yeah. Cool. Um, I finally hit 100. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Pointless. Um, no, and I nothing. got... Uh, when I think I hit 98, I got a Apex pack. Um, uh, we don't call them loot boxes. We call them surprise mechanics. But of course, yeah, I, I got it, and it was surprise to me because I got a Pathfinder gold skin, oh. which I don't use Pathfinder at all. <laughs> I don't best, think I've ever but... used him. Yeah, so yeah, it's convenient for me. That's perfect. Yeah. I really nailed it. They killed it once again. Did you feel like you got a feeling of a sense of accomplishment, pride of an accomplishment? Yeah, yeah, excellent. Nice. All right, <clears throat> one last game on the list. This will be a surprise to people. It's called. You may have heard of it. It's called Player Unknown's Battlegrounds or PUBG. Uh, it's back, baby. It's back. We haven't talked about this game in yonks. Played. It. We haven't played this game. Also true. Um, but we, yeah, we haven't talked about this game in fucking yonks. Um, we played some rounds. We played some some squad games. Uh, Fuck, I have moved on. I have moved on so hard from PUBG. I don't understand. I think I'm way out of practice with this, like, with the game. But I like there's so much about it that I feel like I need to re-program your brain. Yeah, how like, it works, right? Like 100%. I just don't think that way anymore. I don't think about things the way you're supposed to in PUBG anymore. And yeah, so like the sound in it seemed fucked, like totally fucked uh, to, the ex- the, to the extent that like at one point we were getting shot at and I'm like, oh yeah, they're over to my left. And you guys were like, no, they're to my right. But I was to your left, which means like, who the fuck knows where the fuck those shots were coming from? Uh, like, I no was correct. They're on our right. No, but I was correct. They were on my left. They were uh, definitely on your left, but they weren't the people shooting at you. Uh, it was the dude on our right that was shot at you. 
right. Well, yeah, okay, maybe. Someone killed me, but I'm pretty sure it was the people... The, whoever... The people on the left were the ones that actually killed yeah, me. Yeah, they ended up killing you. But I think yeah. the guy that shot at you was the solo... I think he was part of the same team, but he was f- way off, like, not with those guys. Roman. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was fucking weird, man, because... Yeah, and that and the fucking visual noise of the game makes it really hard to fucking... I was having so much trouble fucking not... Only close range. I was having no trouble identifying fucking enemies at long range. But once we... Like, once it was inside of 50 meters, I was having so much time trouble fucking spotting characters against all the fucking other noise of the fucking game. Mm. Uh, I was calling... I was, like, in that game we came second. I think my call-outs were pretty fucking on point until literally at the end when I had no fucking clue. I just didn't fucking know. Because I couldn't work it out. Because it was, like, just, I don't know, a bunch of fucking trees and shit. Yeah, I think what didn't help is, like, one of them had a silenced weapon. There was another dude shooting at us on top of a rock that had a ghillie suit on, like a snow ghillie suit, because we were playing the snow map. Yeah. Yeah, they were clearly well geared. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, that... I, for me, the best part about playing PUBG was playing with Heath and Drew. Because uh, it just reminded me of, like, good old times, right? But that's not PUBG. That's just hanging with buds, right? Like, it's that's classic... Every game is better in co-op if you're playing with good people in co-op. Hmm. Um, yeah, I was I was not having a good time generally in PUBG. Um, we were playing with 150 ping as well, uh, which made it even harder. Like because all of my like all of my ability to fucking accurately t- spot targets was at a distance, uh, but we we're at 150 ping, so like my first shots were never fucking hitting uh and i was i had to fucking recalibrate that shit on the fly for 150 ping it's not that like it's not the worst thing it's not like old school 300 ping type shit where you're fucking aiming fucking to towards north when they're behind you and shit but like yeah like it was still pretty fucking tricky yeah and uh it doesn't feel good when shots you know would hit in games with you know, that didn't treat Australians like second-class citizens, um, like, weren't hitting because PUBG treats Australians like second-class citizens. It's just... feels a bit shitty. Mm. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I don't know. It seemed like you were having a lot of fucking audio issues as well. Like, especially in terms of... uh, Depth. Levels. Yeah. 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 Verticality. Because you were freaking out a fucking ton uh, at one point, because you thought there were people below us. Yeah, definitely weren't. But it, it seemed like it was. I was sort of hearing it as well. It seemed like it was just fucking Drew was not below us, but like he was on our level, but behind us. But it sounded yeah. like to me someone was downstairs running around in the snow, yeah. whereas they were inside of a building. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it still had that audio cue of like somebody trampling in snow. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's it's like when the game used to have like carpet would sound similar to grass when you stood on it, that sort of thing. Like yeah. someone's outside. You're like, no, someone just run over carpet. Um, mm. 
yeah, so there were a couple occasions where, like, that happened. Um, and just trying to get, like, a distance and, like, you hear shots and mm. you think it's pretty close, but it's not. Um, like, they've made a lot of changes in the audio. Yeah. The way audio works in that game. Yeah. And it's super loud now, like, yeah. footsteps next to you is so loud, you can't hear anything. Yeah. I, I, I turned down our, our Discord channel, like, I turned everybody down to about 20%. Um, our voice chat because I just couldn't hear the game. I couldn't hear the game. It was so low. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird, man. Like, yeah, I'm not. I'm not a huge fan. I I don't see. I don't see how Aussies can continue to to persevere with it. Or at least people on the like this side of Australia. Yeah, <laughs> like the east side, east coast. Yeah. It's hard, man. Like, yeah, I, I looked at um, getting... I downloaded a, a gaming VPN mm. and uh, I've been trying to mess around with that to try and get at least knock off 50 ping or something like that um, to change the, the routing of how we're connecting to these servers. I didn't have any luck. Mainly because yeah. we were playing on... Um, uh, it doesn't let you choose servers anymore. So previously you'd be like oh, i want to play in oceana i want to play in i'll play someone in north america or southeast asia asia europe whatever and um because the matchmaking pool is non- non-existent in australia it matches you to the next pool and i think yeah. we were playing we were playing in southeast asia right yeah sea yes and then once we were finished i set this thing up the sea jumped in <laughs> And it was like, there's no one in SEA playing. So then it match made me into Asia. Right. <laughs> and so I was like, cool. All right. So I had to reset it all up and make sure like, all right, well, where am I connecting to now? Ah, it seems like I'm connecting to somewhere in Japan. So I set my server up in Tokyo. Even right. even then I was still getting like 150 plus ping. Like, yeah, I, I'd have to try it again on Southeast Asia and route it through Singapore and see if I can get, you know, a decent ping. I feel like if I can get it down to 100, then that'd be interesting to play with like mm. would it be okay it's not ideal but it might be playable at least then yeah um but yeah at the at 150 it's it's not fun to play no yeah it doesn't feel good at all yeah um yeah man i i, I after we played i had a look uh pub is down to its lowest play account since um early access so four months since early access it's, there's still a lot of people playing it, yeah. But it's a huge decline. Like it's massive. It, well, like at one stage, when that game came out in 2017, 2017 December, I think it was. Right. Yeah. Um, it was at 3.2 million players at peak, and to be down to 300 and something. Yeah, that's... I think it was 300 and something. Um, that's yeah, it's a huge decline. That's quite a good, yeah. It's quite a decline. It is a game that needs numbers. It's Sorry, I've got those. Numbers. I've got those stats backwards. It's um, they peaked at three point two million players, and uh, the peak players for the last thirty days was uh, seven hundred thousand, but they're averaging about three hundred thousand players. Oh, right. yeah. Well, seven hundred thousand is not that bad. I mean... Still down from three point two. Yeah, and, definitely. Like, at that stage, the average player count was one point six million. So as opposed to today where it's below 360. Um, That's more like a 20% decrease, right? Not a, not a, sorry, an 80% decrease. 
decrease as opposed to a 90% decrease. Right. Still bad, but... Yeah. August 2017, they were at uh, 389 as an average. Right. So they're below that at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just like, you look at the the players, they're bleeding, and it's a, a like a decline over the last... Uh, since the game came out, since January yeah. 2018. Uh, if... There was twice where it went up in play account, and I think that's when they did the um, the new map, um, right. which is the one we were playing. The Kendi. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sure they'll get to a point where it starts to steady out a bit, but, I mean, that's not what you want for your game. You kind of want it to go like a wave, like a seesaw. Yeah. Um, like people... You want to keep drawing people back in, but the fact that that's only happened twice in the last year and a half yeah that's crazy yeah it's not great um there are there's a new patch going up that's in the test phase at the moment right adding a deagle cool um so a pistol they're adding a new armored apc uh people won't be able to shoot out of it but um it does it's got twice as much health as a, a uaz and um you can't shoot the tires out it's also amphibious, so it can go on land and water, which would be interesting. Um, what else is there? Uh, they've changed some of the the way uh, you can vault in the game. You can now grab up onto ledges, so roofs, um, right. high fences. What else? Uh, obstacles over 2.5 meters high. So things like containers and whatnot you'll be able cool. to, to grab onto. So that'll change the way that... Um, yeah, it's going to be pretty huge. I mean, yeah, you're going to be seeing a lot of people on roofs, I feel like. And gas <laughs> cans can explode. Yeah, gas canisters. That's a, that's a pretty sort interesting... sort of video one. of this. Yeah. It's pretty uh, interesting. Um, it takes about, depending on the gun, can take up to two bullets to seven bullets to blow one of these up. You can... Um, it doesn't do uh, like full amount of damage if you've got no armor. So you can okay. still survive one. And right. if there are multiple in the same location that explode, it doesn't stack, as far as I'm aware. I think that's what it said in the patch notes when I was reading before. Yeah. Um, and they take up an entire slot now. So previously, you'd stack gas canisters to f- fill up a car, like, hey, this person's going to carry the gas, um, and they would stack. Now they're just a single item slot. So sort of... Um, like, I wonder if it takes up more room. I'm not too sure. Like, because you can obviously have as many items as you want in your inventory. Yeah. Like, they're not stacked, but how much actual space is it taking is yeah. is different. So, uh, they added in uh, radio commands as well. So, you'll be able to change uh, things like the ping system. Um, you'll be able to communicate with people that aren't from your region, which is something I guess they need because they're having a lot of problems with matchmaking now. Hmm. And what else is there? Changing the way um, battle points work. BP. Um, adding some extra incentives in there and whatnot. But uh, the other thing I... Because we haven't played for so long, they changed the way that you jump out of the plane and you navigate your um, sort of descent into the world and also once you pop a parachute, that's different. So that, Mm -hmm. I, um, I don't even know how you're supposed to use it at this stage. I was no. struggling a lot. I was also struggling quite a bit. Yeah. Like, I would need to go watch a video on how to fucking... Swing. How to work that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. You look, you look <clears throat> like you've disappeared. You're just a floating head now. Uh, I feel like I'm losing my voice, eh? <laughs> oh, the dark. Look out. It's very dark. There oh, go. there he How's is. That? I'm back. Yeah. Sweet. Um, cool. Anyway, um, that was PUBG. Yeah. All right. What do you think of the map? For Candy? I liked it. Um, like uh, Heath was saying, it reminded me a lot of Namalsk, which was a DayZ map that we used to play a lot. Um, although it didn't have anywhere near the uh, the sheer number of horrors that Namalsk threatened, which was uh, freezing to death, uh, starving to death, or going down a bunker and never being able to fucking climb your way back out again because the ladder was fucking 40 meters long. And uh, there was always someone at the top of it with a gun. Um, but apart from that, no, it was cool. Like, I like I like snow as a, a playground. It reminds me of, like, I think it was a classic setting for a lot of, like, old school shooters. Uh, they liked snow as, mm. I think snow allowed them to use, like, lower textures and uh, you didn't need fancy foliage on, on trees and stuff because most of the trees were dead or covered in snow. Right. So it is kind of... Nostalgic reminds me of um, no one, no, no, no one lives forever. Uh, there was a snow map in that that I always fucking loved. Um, yeah, what did you think? Yeah, uh, like I need to play it more. We only played a couple of games. Um, yeah, but yeah, it's got some interesting mechanics. Things like you can track people in the snow because you leave footprints. Mm. Never really messed around with that. Um, yeah, seems alright. I don't know. Mm. Need to play yeah. more. I mean, we jumped back into. Um, uh, we played some of the original maps as well, so we jumped yeah. into Erin Goal, um, which is getting a a rework. Yeah. When's that out? I think that's on the test server at the moment. Oh, okay. So they're they're basically um, like texture updates, adding new locations, new loot table. Because holy shit, it was ugly. Yeah. It was an ugly game. You compare that to the, like the map we were playing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. damn. Yeah. Um, changing some of the terrain, I guess, as well, would be something they're probably looking at to make it, you know, be able to hide in some good places. So, um, yeah, still that stuff would be interesting to see. Anyway, that was PUBG. Jump back into it. Still super disappointing. Yep. All right. Should we just news? Yep. EA loot boxes. EA loot boxes. They're not uh, called loot boxes, though. Yeah, that Hang was. On. This was revealed today in the dumbest way possible. Um, they're not loot boxes. They're surprise mechanics, and they're quite ethical. Was the the headline declaring all of this? Uh, and yeah, it was part of um an oral evidence session with the UK Parliament's Digital Culture Media and Sport Committee. Um, yeah, they were trying to link them to surprise toys uh, to get around the idea that they are unethical loot boxes. Um, <clears throat> yeah. It was weird. It was such a... I don't know. They had to have known that it was going to come out, right? Like... Ugh. To phrase it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just... To tone it... To link it to, like, children's chocolate toys. <laughs> yeah. Like, Kinder Surprises and things like that. 
uh, is a weird way to put it. It's pretty fucking tone deaf. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. Let's move yeah. on from that. Sure. Dr. Mario World is coming to mobile in July. Another Nintendo mobile game. Um, did you ever play Dr. Mario? Uh, was this basically Tetris? But with pills? Yeah, similar to Tetris. Yeah. Like, same sort of mechanics. Um, yeah, I did play it. Where it was like a match. Dr. Mario, yeah. Match game. But more puzzly than Tetris. More puzzly, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. what's Dr. Mario World? How the fuck does that change anything? Uh, I don't oh, know. I did not see this. Okay then. Well then. Well, like, I don't We've know. We've really nailed gonna... the news segment. Today. Well, no, I don't know how it's going to change things. I haven't played it yet. Um, right. So what is it doing then? I'm guessing it's going to have like uh, some sort of progression system with worlds and whatnot, going through this... puzzles. I don't know how like they if it's going to be something you pay for. Um, is it going to be your new empires and puzzles? Oh, maybe. Maybe. Well, oh, it's free like to play. Other, if it's like the other Nintendo games, and it's going to cost ten bucks for anything. So, uh, gameplay is limited by stamina meter. Um, uh, Five worlds uh, at launch and it's free to play. And there'll be a premium currency to buy power ups or more medicine capsules if you run out. Right. Cool. Yeah. I don't care. It's a mobile game. Dead to me. Moving on. Uh, next up, Destiny's going free to play. So, it is going free to play. Uh, does this change how you feel about Destiny? I feel like Bungie has to do so much fucking work to make uh, Destiny palatable to people who've who got turned off by however many years of uh, Activision deep decking it about. And it'll be interesting to see whether or not it was Activision doing the <laughs> sure sorry doing the deep dicking or if it was actually Bungie and the whole time you know um the deep ticking was within them the whole time all right qu come quarter three you'll be able to play destiny for free right. uh it won't be on the battle net store anymore i think it's already gone maybe uh it will be on steam instead and yeah it'll be i think cross-platform or they're aiming for cross-platform yeah. cross-save games all that kind of shit so that yeah, it'll actually better resemble the long-term promise, I think, of the original game. Mm -hmm. Which is pretty cool. Uh, I'm not interested in playing it, uh, although I have heard that they've improved it somewhat. Uh, yeah. I'm still not that interested. I keep thinking about jumping back in, on, or at least installing on PC. Yeah. And checking it out. Yeah. <laughs> like every once in a while, I'm like, hmm, I should probably check that out. And then I'm like, nah, i go play something else. I think it'll happen. It's going to happen eventually. I'll be like, okay, oh, and get in. Yeah, yeah, I'll jump in and be like, all right, fair enough. Let's go. Let's see. What Let this me is know like when you're doing. It. Maybe when it goes free to play, we'll check it out. Do you have it, it on PC? Like done. Yeah, I've got it on PC. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'll, I assume I'll have a bunch of bonus shit because I've got it on PC as well. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Anyway, cool. And that's the news. That's it. I think we got questions though. We do have questions. Uh, questions. All right. Where do we go? Where do we go? June 18. June 6, June 18. Okay. Drew Money. Dr. E3 Money. Back fresh from doctoring at E3 for money. Uh, right. 
the Avengers game can't actually end up being good, right? Like, how many bad and terrible superhero games have we seen over the years? And now they put all these heroes into one game. Are we supposed to believe that they're going to make all the heroes fun to play and powerful, etc., with vastly different powers and strengths? I can see it now. Oh, here's Black Widow's boring-ass stealth section. Now you get to be the OP Thor to beat up some dudes. Now you can be Iron Man and fly for the flying section. Now you can be Hulk for another smashing dude section. Now sniping levels, Hawkeye. Fuck this game. Okay, so maybe I'm a negative Nancy and it'll be good. But really, what seems more likely? Good game or steaming pile of poop above? Or the steaming pile of poop above? Yikers! That is some negativity, Dr. E3 money. Uh, it feels like you didn't get enough E3 money when you were doctoring. Or DC money. E3. Oh, yeah, no. You DC got too money. much DC money. He's, 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 yeah, Warner Brothers is back, back to fat big truck back up to his fucking house and dumped it out like he's, <laughs> uh, like he's shilling for Anthem or some shit. Um, yeah. Uh, there, look. I think it's way too early to say, uh, but from the gameplay I saw, which was recorded by a dude with his phone <laughs> between a chair and a behind closed doors fucking screening for I think some we called fucking this. idiotic reason. We did. <laughs> um, um, from the gameplay I saw, uh, yeah, it looks like it's got a fucking ways to go. Um, it does seem like you will wind up with specific sections for specific heroes in the single player campaign. Um, I think it's going to be tricky for them to, uh, too much with that. As long as it feels good to be the heroes, I don't think that matters though. Like the boring ass Black Widow stealth section, if it's actually feels engaging, then I don't think that's that big a deal, right? And it'll be fun to smash motherfuckers as Thor or Hulk even better, right? Uh, but it isn't exactly, you know, if I, th- when I think about, you're right that there are a lot of fucking bad superhero games, right? But when I think about certain characters like Hulk, Hulk has an awesome, there is an awesome Hulk game, but it's a game where he just fucking wrecks shit, right? That's a fucking high bar to fucking reach. It's tricky. They've set themselves up in a tough spot because they are, whether they like it or not, going up against the MCU, sure. uh, which has established itself as you know the premium fucking blockbuster franchise. And Spider Man, Marvel Spider Man. Yeah, and yeah, the most recent comic book game was Marvel Spider Man. Like, actually, the more I think about it. Comic book games have actually had a pretty good run in the last 10 years or so. Mm. We've definitely had some turds. But, like, we've we got Batman Arkham City. we got fucking Marvel Spider-Man. Like, there have been some fucking knockouts as well. Uh, Arkham City was the best game that came out that year. Uh, or else. Uh, like, yeah. I think it was Skyrim. It wasn't. Anyway, um, yeah. What do you reckon? You reckon it's gonna be any good? I think it's too early. Uh, like I've got faith in Crystal Dynamics. They've made some good Tomb Raider games. Two of them. Yeah. Yeah. Third one, I don't think it was them, or at least that team. True. I think this is the Tomb Raider team. Yeah. Um, 
from what I've heard from people, like these sections where you're playing as specific characters are like predetermined moments. Um, like switching between different characters is something that'll happen. Whereas there is um, this open world element to it where you play as a character that you want to play as, and then you go do those missions. Yeah. Um, these these ones where you're switching between sort of the story missions. Yeah, like this the. Yeah you know, story beats, there's missions in there that will make you do that, like single player. Whereas the other ones are like, you want to play as a certain character and you can team up with your buddies and they can choose their own characters as well, their own heroes. Um, so, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's just too early to, to tell. Um, yeah. I think approaching saying. it from a cynical position, though, I think it's a healthy fucking way to go about it, to be honest. Uh, because the alternative is going in for someone like fucking Batman Arkham Knight, uh, where, is that the Batmobile one? Yeah, the third one. Yeah, where you're going in after fucking Arkham City and your expectations are fucking sky high and then you get fucking Batmobile puzzles all over the fucking place and you're like, fuck. Oh, bummer. Well, okay. Well, next. I guess. Shit. Yep. So yeah, anyway. Cool. Good question, Drew. All right. Another question from Baz. Which one of you lives next door to the airport? Which one of you lives next door to the Banditos Clubhouse? Interesting <laughs> question, Baz. The answer to both is actually Luke. However, uh, most of the planes you're hearing are from me. Uh, because Considering I live next to the airport, it's even weirder. <laughs> it is super weird. It is super weird. Uh, yeah, for some reason, when the weather gets shitty like it is at the moment... Um, they reroute a lot of the fucking planes over my fucking house uh, for their final approach, which is annoying as fuck. Yeah. On occasions, they'll change flight paths and some of them will come over the top of my place, but yeah, usually I'm the one with the, the cars, the noisy cars. Job gets the planes. Yeah. You used to be able to tell when it was like flights were possibly going to get cancelled based on if they were coming over... Um, your house like that used to be really bad weather is when they they would get rerouted over your house yeah. uh because that was some like last ditch shit um but yeah i got no idea anymore well, sometimes you hear them go to job's house and then you hear them come over mine it's super weird yeah they're just fucking <laughs> flying low over everyone's houses just real f- really fucking up sydney um good question baz thanks for writing in uh jb writes why does Luke keep playing PUBG? It punches him in the face, then he rightfully complains about it, then he runs back to it, and the cycle repeats. Do we need an intervention? Um, yeah. This is your fault. You're the one that wants to play PUBG. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I rolled up to the former smack addict Luke, and I was like, hey, let's, have, let's do some smack. Uh, and I'm actually the one grumpy about it this time. Um, than Luke is, I think. Luke Luke seems to have a better time than I did. Um, I got like one kill and I just fucking sucked shit. I was just fucking... I was the first one to die constantly. And uh, it was because I couldn't fuck it. I was just walking in blind like a fucking moron into dozens of fucking gunfights I couldn't win. Um, yeah. Good question, JB. Dangus says, I think we need to call the police for him. That's a good point. Uh, question time. Luke and Jabi Jojo. What What are your thoughts on Pokemon Sword and Shield's graphics, especially compared to other Switch titles like Breath of the Wild? I feel like 
Pokemon is kind of living 10 years in the past in that department. Cheers, Dangers and Mash. Uh, you know, I reckon it doesn't... It's no Jack and Daxter, for sure. Uh, have you seen those photos that are going around on Reddit? Those pictures, rather, of people, like, mocking up their own sort of Breath of the Wild slash Pokemon shit, Luke? No. Oh, dude. I would play that game a million fucking times. Uh, they... Nintendo have gotten fucked by those fucking screenshots because that game looks fucking amazing. Whatever that game is, I want to play that. I do not want to play whatever the fuck Sword and Shield is, which can go fuck itself. Um, yeah, that's some shit. You should look that stuff up. It's on like, I think it's like being reposted every other fucking day on, on r slash gaming. Um, but yeah, it looks fucking gorgeous, man. It is spectacular. It's just like overworld stuff with like the Pokemon sort of hanging out with Ash or whoever your main character is or whatever. And like these massive, like horizon, uh, lines and stuff like that. And it just looks fucking gorgeous. Um, I absolutely think Pokemon is living in the past and, uh, yeah. Uh, I, I think I said it on Twitter the other day, but like it's, it, when NHL had to update to a new engine mm. and the next NHL that came out, NHL 15 was like one of the fucking worst NHL games of all time. Right. Because it was missing so many fucking features. That's what this Pokemon feels like. They finally had to pull their finger out. They ha- they're they not allowed to fucking make the same game again. Uh, for the like umpteenth time, they have to do something new. They weren't ready for it. And so what they're going to shit out is like this half hearted attempt that's what it seems like to me. Thoughts, Luke? Um, I'm just looking at screenshots now. Yeah, it looks it looks um I don't know, like lifeless is yeah. maybe a word I'd put on there. Just not like a lot going on in these screenshots. Look at this shit, look at this shit, look at this shit, look at this shit. I'll send it to you on fucking Facebook. Right. Uh, and, and, and so this is like a uh Mock-up. Right. What, why is it taking 10 minutes to open my messages? I don't know. Here we go. Here we go. This is beautiful radio. It's great. Uh, search for, I believe it's called Pokemon Call of the Trainer, which is a terrible fucking name. But um, yeah, the fucking images. Man, the, the Gyarados looks fucking sick. And they're flying around on Charizard. And there was another one where they were, like, surfing on the back of, um... Right. Lucario, maybe? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. see, that that looks cool. Like, why not... There must be a game in the works using that engine, right? The fucking Zelda engine. Oh, you would hope. How fucking rad would it be? Um... Yeah. Like, you see how this is... You're, you're looking at, a, a like, a valley, and there's grass. Like, there's... It looks like there's grass, whereas those other screenshots that I saw, it's, like, patches yeah. of grass every once in a while. Otherwise, it's just, like, a, a shitty... Flat textures. Yeah, yeah, like a flat texture with some dirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you see hills in the background. There's no real, like... There's no geometry to it. Like, you look at the hills in these mock-ups, and they've got volume, and they've got, like... It's, it's bumpy. It looks like a fucking rock. Yeah. Whereas the ones in the others, like, it looks like, draw me a hill, and someone drew a fucking lump and was like, there's your, fir- yeah, there's your hill, yeah. there's your mountain. 
Alright, fair enough. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, what Excellent. is that? This is like some sort of B character. What? It's a B Pokemon. Obviously, I am out of date with Pokemon Beedrill? Sure, let's go with that. It's pretty old school, man. Yeah. It's cool. pretty traditional. Uh, great question, Dangers. I love I love thinking about fucking Pokemon. Where's the B character? I don't see any B. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Great question. Great questions. Four fucking questions. I love it. Uh, even if one of them, Baz, was snarky. Um, still fantastic. I love questions. Uh, yeah. Mystery and solved. real questions. Not just fucking rants. Actually, Drew's was a real rant. It was totally a rant. Yeah. He didn't even chuck a question mark on the end of his fucking rant. No. Um, but I, I treated it like a question anyway. Uh, that's it. That's it. Cool. Gap. You find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all those amazing places. Great places. Um, search for The Gap, the GA podcast, and those two will definitely come up. Uh, please rate and review the show if you've got a couple of minutes. Two minutes, yes. all it takes. A minute. That's it. Helps other people find the show. Uh, we muchly appreciate that. We're on the comedy section this week. In Apparently, we're hot. We're what's hot in the comedy section. We're <laughs> sitting alongside How Did This Get Made, which is seriously my favorite podcast. And I only listen to two podcasts. Uh, it's, I listen to How Did This Get Made, and I listen to uh, Here's My Movie by Nate, our good friend Nate. Um, How Did This Get Made is way better than Here's My Movie. <laughs> Because uh, how did this get made? Never deliberately decided to not listen, uh, not read out my fucking question on a podcast. So, uh, yeah, just throwing that out there. I never sent them a question on a podcast. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, that's pretty cool. Yep. Uh, you can send us emails if you want to. The J podcast at gmail.com. We'll read them out. No one sends us that questions on there anymore, though. It's all through Discord. Um, it is. It's the best way to do it. But you can find us on social media, facebook.com slash gapodcast, twitter.com slash gapodcast. Go to our YouTube page, which is gapodcast.com slash YouTube. If you want to jump onto Discord, you can go to gapodcast.com slash Discord. we got some channels in there, people asking questions, talking about video games. Um, we got some voice channels, people playing PUBG for some PUBG. weird reason. Some I don't know why. Odd, odd reason. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can go to the gapodcast.com. That's our website. It's got links to all the things we talked about uh, on the show today, including yep. past episodes. If you want to go check out our E3 podcast, mm. go do that. That was long. Do it. A couple hours. It was. Um, Good stuff. Yep. And that's all thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Our members help uh, keep the website running. You're the best. If you want to go help support the show, you go to patreon.com slash gapodcast. Appreciate everyone every month does that. Hell yes. Keeps the uh, servers running. It's fantastic. Uh, it's minimum. Minimum possible. <laughs> <laughs> We're still scraping through. Yeah, scraping through. It's all that matters. And uh, that's it. So you got anything you want to pimp out this week? Head to redball.com.au and check out my big Counter-Strike Turn 20 yesterday. And I wrote a big like anecdotal fucking personal history with Counter-Strike because it had a big impact on my life. Sure. Maybe not as big an impact as some other things, but uh, still, if I think like if I think about it a lot, and I did, uh, it has had a huge fucking impact on my life. And uh, so, yeah, it's super fucking... 
don't know. It felt like super fucking self-indulgent and stuff, but I wrote it out anyway. And I like what it turned into. Uh, so, yeah, go check it out. Go have a read. Nice. What about you, Luke? You, uh, you find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie. Nice. L-A-W-R-A-E. Cool. That's it. Sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easy. Easy peasy. Well, we'll be back next week. We've got some... Uh, Nate is hopefully going to do some sort of recording about all the things that he saw at E3. Don't know yeah. when that's happening. No idea. But hopefully we'll get it on there. It'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, maybe that might end up on next week. I'm not sure how we'll do it yet. If it'll be just right. like a separate thing or we'll tack it on to the end. Right. Or like every 20 minutes, we'll just slice one in like randomly. <laughs> just all over the place. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. Nice. Cool. All right. Thanks everyone listening. Go thanks. check out... Uh, my name is Pedro... Antonio yeah. Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Yes. See ya. Sweet. Bye.